Flawedcast, episode number 95. Why don't they believe us? It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Samuel Adams. Flawedcast. Flawedcast. Get in the arena. What's up, Willie? Good morning, Jason. It's been a minute since we've... Yeah, I haven't been on many episodes recently. I got the vid. The Rona? I got the Corona vid. I believe I had Delta Force. I mean, Delta variant. The Congo variant? Yeah, I had the Congo variant. See, I told you to take the horse pace and it would have cleared you up, but you didn't. You had to suffer in, I, I suffer in vain. I literally took nothing except for <laughs> ibuprofen for the fever and mucinex to loosen up the, the throat or the, the throat. chest but uh it sucked i mean it wasn't cool the rest of the family got sick we were all in the house together it was pretty cool but uh they weren't like sick they were still like kids are playing games and you know xbox and all that jazz and no one's sick except for me i'm puking my brains out i'm shaking i can't breathe you know, they all made fun of me, but still can't smell or taste, which is cool because I lost like 20 pounds. Yeah, no, you you look very spelt. I actually, during my round with the Rona, I'm now on the last notch on my belt. So listen, catch the Rona and you'll lose a bunch of weight. Take care of the obesity problem in this country, you know what I'm saying? There you go. Or when you go to the FEMA camps, you'll be on a special paleo, non-paleo diet. But anyway, we have a special guest with us today. A man who needs no introduction except I'm going to introduce him. Uh, and he's been dodging us for a while, but he's back like a bad penny. Mr. Carl Tuckerson. Well, thank you guys. Yes. This is the Delta variant of Carl. I've nice morphed. To, nice to see you, Carl. I've switched and I'm more powerful than ever, just like the new strain of COVID. Well, so I'm interested to see it's how interesting. I... interesting. He's the first person I've ever heard compare himself to the vid well what i try <laughs> I like it. I like it. what i tr what i try and do is whatever the media decides to put on the screen 24 hours a day seven days a week and i know there was that two-week mask thing two years we been, ago. okay two years ago flatten the curve ever since then i realized that the covid virus was gonna morph because that's what viruses do they don't die they just come back stronger better and different and i started to reshape my persona i've tried to allow the media to more or less dictate the way that i present myself to the populace and so i have now morphed into the more potent the more lively never die just switch and so here i am i'm gonna give you the new delta the delta tuckerson you know it's funny when you said that it reminded me of jason's favorite song colors by ice t near the end of the song he says the gangs of la will never die just multiply Colors. Like, or Carl. Carl's. Carl. No, Carl. I'm not like I've never been a musical journalist like you, and I don't have a big record or CD collection, and I can't quote. The variants of Carl will never die. Lines. Carl's. But it's it just seems like ever since I've morphed into this new Carl, everywhere I go, I'm being confirmed within my thoughts that I did the right thing. So here I am for you and for the two people that listen to the cast weekly, nice. faithfully. And uh, 
Well, there, just... there has been a bump in listenership the last two weeks, and I'm not taking all credit for it, except I was the only one that did the episode, so I guess I have to. But nonetheless, uh, let's get into the shaking howdy, and then we got some good information today. But uh, make sure you subscribe, share, follow, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Flawcast, Flawcast CLE, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker. Uh, we are on Rumble, still on YouTube. They haven't kicked us out yet, flooding. We're on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, MeWe, Get My Books, Miss Heart of Man Repair Manual, Chris. Christmas is coming around the corner, and I think a signed autograph copy would be just what every man... By the way, I did purchase one of those with a signed autograph, and the handwriting is barely legible. So I would recommend to get one with it personally signed. Yeah, I have chicken scratch for handwriting. It looks like a serial killer wrote it. So with that being said, Jason? All right, so uh, I just want to say, after the pledge, mm-hmm. I have a big announcement to make. Oh, Okay. So if you will take your right hand, place it over your left heart, and I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag... flag. Of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. All right. So we're ready for this announcement? I am. I can't wait. So the best defensive player on the Cleveland Browns is Miles Garrett. He wears number 95. This is episode number 95 for Flawcast. Wow, that's true. And with this being episode number 95 and Miles Garrett being the best defender, I'm retiring from Flawcast after episode number 95. Wow, that is a major announcement. So what are you saying? No one knows this. Bill's shocked and awed. So, are you for real? Yeah, this is it. This is my retirement party. I think he's joking. I, I'm, I'm not. No, I know he's he's got that look on his face. So, with that said, this is going to be a good episode. I'm excited. Anyway, so I actually had this saved for a little bit, and uh, we're trying to get back in the swing of things. And I thought, you know, this is a really good article because the conversations I'm consistently having, especially after the last couple episodes with my personal experience with COVID, it's like with people who just they can't put one sequential thing in front of another and look at the whole purview not just, well, this one isolated incident. But you don't look at everything else that accumulates to get to the point where we're at right now. It's not like King George just decided one day to be a jerk and all of a sudden the scales were tipped. It's a slow descent. It's like the frog in the pot. So I think this is a really good article. This is by Constantine Kizen, I think is his name. But this is from an online magazine. Table Mag is the name of it. And this is an interesting article. And I hope this is going to lay some things out. I hope people can just listen. Carl and Jason are going to be reading reading, but I just want you to take in what they're saying, and I want you just to think. Literally just think about what they're going to be sharing, what they're going to be saying, listen, and hold your thoughts until the end. Don't think until the end? Well, I mean, you can think, but just take in the whole purview. Why don't they believe us? You're struggling to understand where all this vaccine hesitancy comes from. Let me help you. By Constantine Kissin, August 10th, 2021. Imagine you're a normal person. The year is 2016. Rightly or wrongly, you believe most of what you see in the media. You believe polls are broadly reflective of public opinion. You believe doctors and scientists are trustworthy and independent. You're a decent, reasonable person who follows the rules and trusts the authorities. Imagine your shock then when Brexit, which you were assured couldn't happen because it was a fringe movement led by racists for racists, happens. The polls, which widely predicted it would happen, were wrong. The experts and pundits who told you day after day that it wouldn't happen were also wrong. Oh well, you say, these things happen. Imagine that soon after Brexit, Donald Trump is running for president. You are told by the most trustworthy media outlets that he is going to lose. Some experts say his opponent has a 99% chance of winning. 
Imagine waking up the morning after the election to discover that the pollsters, experts, and politicians you still trusted were wrong again. Now the racist monster who you were told would never get near the White House is the leader of the free world. How did this happen, you ask yourself? How could everyone I rely on for good information be so wrong? It was the Russians, they tell you. The Russians did Brexit, and they got Trump elected too. Imagine that for the next three years, day after day, the media and politicians you still trust keep you up to date on the story of Trump's collusion with Russia. They tell you the how, when, where, and why. The dossiers, the whistleblowers, the peeing prostitutes. Imagine your desperation for things to somehow make sense again. Here comes the Mueller report. Hard evidence of foreign meddling in Brexit, and the 2016 U.S. election is coming to set the world right again. Imagine your shock, then, when you discover that Brexit had little to do with foreign meddling, and Robert Mueller has very little to report about Trump and the Russians. The collusion story, which dominated your news intake for the better part of three years, slowly dies down. Then it's gone. No one talks about it anymore. Imagine that bit by bit you're starting to feel that the events you were told would not and could not happen, not only happened, but happened without some sort of malign interference. Instead, millions of your fellow citizens simply voted for them. In the American case, it turns out many of your fellow citizens who simply voted for Trump come from states that have been devastated by an opioid epidemic enabled by a corrupt system of insensitives involving the Food and Drug Administration, doctors, and Big Pharma. You might want to take note of this. It will come up again later. Again, you ask, how could this happen? And again, the media outlets and political representatives you've always trusted have the answer. Racism. Your country is racist. They tell you if you're white, this may seem strange to you, other than a handful of idiots you've never met a racist. If you're an ethnic minority immigrant like me, this seems even stranger. Why would people in one of the most welcoming, tolerant countries in the world want to convince themselves their country is racist when it's so obviously not, but the evidence is right there on your TV screen? Imagine your horror as a famous and beloved gay African-American actor is assaulted by MAGA hat-wearing thugs who racially abuse him and put a noose around his neck. In a primetime interview, he cries while talking about it. Imagine your outrage as you see news reports of a bunch of MAGA hat wearing kids from a religious school contemptuously confront a Native American elder. Professional adult commentators on TV tell you the kid has a punchable face. And while you abhor violence, it's hard to disagree. Imagine that for days you watch coverage of these events with expert after expert, pundit after pundit, sharing and fueling your outrage. Maybe your country really is racist. Maybe you're a racist. Were you always just blind? Imagine that soon after, however, the Jesse Smollett story turns out to be an attention-seeking hoax. He made it all up. Imagine you also quickly discover that the Native American elder was the one who confronted the kids and not the other way around. If this is such a racist country, you ask yourself, why would they need to make up stories of racism? As you ponder this, you remember that for years now, you've been expected to go along with other more elaborate make-believe stories. You're expected to understand that gender, 
is not as binary as school. Your eyes and your own experiences have led you to believe. Whatever you learned about biology growing up is not only wrong, it's pathological and harmful, according to the American Psychological Association. You no longer know how many genders you're expected to be able to recognize. You do know that asking questions is dangerous. Imagine that you still want to believe the experts and the commentators, but now that requires you to believe your country is racist, that men are bad, and that gender is a social construct, which is an idea you still don't really understand. It's at this point that a pandemic breaks out in China. You are initially unconcerned, but as terrifying scenes increasingly emerge from Italy and other countries closer to home, it is clear that something big is happening. You watch nervously as politicians give press conference after press conference, flanked by experts to explain the situation. President Trump shuts down travel to the United States from China. He has been widely condemned as a racist repeatedly in the past, and the same explanation is given this time. It's not just Americans who tell you Trump is racist for calling a virus that emerged in China a Chinese virus. In response, the mayor of Florence advises Italian citizens to fight Trump's anti-Chinese bigotry by hugging a Chinese person. Shortly after, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, one of the most respected and powerful Democrats in the country, visits Chinatown in San Francisco to explain that there's no reason tourists or locals should be staying away from the area because of Corona virus concerns. Thank God there are some sensible, non-racist people who aren't overreacting, you say to yourself. Imagine watching as Trump doubles down on his racism by claiming the virus may have come from a lab in Wuhan. Nonsense, you think. You're more concerned with how best to protect yourself and your family from this deadly disease than with its origins at this point anyway. You consider buying surgical masks or using homemade ones. You've seen visitors and tourists from Asian countries wear them, and they've been through things like this before, so maybe it's best to follow their lead. But the country's chief medical expert tells you not to wear masks and to focus on washing your hands instead. As lockdowns are introduced around the world, you diligently follow all the rules. You stay at home, you only go out once, and live off savings or government grants. You do your best to keep your hands clean, to not touch other surfaces that other people touch, some political representatives make the solemn decision to shut down beaches, parks, and playgrounds, encouraging everyone to stay indoors. You are proud to be doing your part. Thanks to you and millions of your fellow citizens, the first wave of the pandemic overwhelms certain hotspots, but it does not devastate the healthcare system at a national level. While thousands sadly die, you've helped to protect those around you. Imagine your confusion at the same people who spent three months telling you not only that masks don't work, but that there are several reasons you shouldn't wear or purchase them suddenly introduce mask mandates. We're following the science, they tell you. This seems to make little sense, but a pandemic is no time for questions. And who knows, maybe our understanding of the science evolved. As you cautiously go to the supermarket, you notice that masks have made people less likely to socially distance. You remember reading somewhere that bicycle helmets work similarly. They give the wearer more confidence and the result is often more accidents and injuries, not fewer. Silly people, you say to yourself, if only they would follow the experts. 
You turn on your TV and learn that shoppers at your local supermarket aren't the only ones who have been ignoring the rules. Nancy Pelosi arranged for a salon shut down by government decree to open privately for her, then publicly blamed the business owner for violating the lockdown. California Governor Gavin Newsom is seen eating dinner at one of the most expensive restaurants in America with a large group of unmasked people indoors. In the UK, Neil Ferguson, the epidemiologist whose projections were used as the basis for lockdowns, appears to have broken his own rules to get some action with his married lover. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's chief advisor, Dominic Cummings, drove halfway across the country to ensure he had a better place to isolate. The journalists who berate him for this are later found to have attended an unmasked indoor birthday party in breach of the rules. The lockdowns continue. Then a man is killed in Minneapolis by a police officer arresting him for a petty crime. The man is African American. The officer is white. The arrest and murder are captured on video, which quickly goes viral around the world. Imagine your horror as you watch an officer of the law kneel on another man's neck until he passes out and later dies. This is disgusting, you say to yourself. I hope they throw the book at him. Overnight, a huge campaign for racial justice springs up around the world. No one explains what racism had to do with the incident, but they don't need to. As you know by now, the West is racist, America is racist, and police are racist. Therefore, anytime a crime has a white perpetrator and an African-American victim, there's only one possible motive. The fact that an identical incident led to the death of a white man named Tony Timpa in Dallas in August of 2016 is never mentioned for context. While the lockdown rules remain in place, the protests against injustice spill out into public spaces. Tens of thousands of people crowd into the streets of major cities. Few of them wear masks, and social distancing is non-existent. Clashes with police ensue, and in the United States, protesters loot stores, destroy businesses, attack residents, and start fires. A retired African-American police officer from St. Louis named David Dorn is among dozens of people who are murdered in the chaos. The media describes these events as mostly peaceful protests, as broadcast reporters stand in front of burning buildings. After months of harsh restrictions, the media and political class offer no criticism of protests that violate every element of lockdown policy. After months of telling you to stay at home to avoid spreading COVID, doctors explain that rather than being a potential form of super spreading, protests is a profound public health intervention. Big tech companies go into overdrive to stop the spread of what they call disinformation. Alternative points of view regarding the efficiency of masks and lockdowns, as well as the origins of the virus itself, are increasingly blocked, flagged, and censored. Attempts to discuss the negative impacts of lockdowns on health and mental well-being, especially that of children barred from going to school, are suppressed. As the year runs on with a pivotal U.S. election looming, Trump promises a huge push to develop a vaccine. Then Senator Kamala Harris, running for vice president, says that if Trump advised people to take a vaccine, she wouldn't take it. On the eve of the election, a major media outlet releases a damaging report about Hunter Biden, son of presidential candidate Joe Biden. The story alleges corruption that may implicate his father, as well as drug use, paying for prostitutes, and more. Twitter and other social media platforms immediately prevent the story from being shared. The media lines up commentators to claim the story was, yet again, Russian disinformation. Once Hunter's father wins the election, it becomes clear that several key elements of the story are likely accurate, and the laptop from which the information was recovered is not in fact a Russian decoy, but Hunter Biden's laptop. 
Meanwhile, in the UK, the publicly available number of COVID patients and deaths nationwide turns out to have been inaccurate. For some time, any British citizen who died at any point for any reason after having tested positive for COVID was counted as dying from COVID, even if it was from a car crash. The official figure is later revised again. The number of people who are in hospital because of COVID also turns out to be incorrect. Now that a bigot is no longer president of the United States, closing national borders to visitors from other countries is no longer considered xenophobic. In fact, it is widely advocated in the media. Likewise, it is no longer considered racist to detain people at the border, to put them in holding cells, to deport them, or to simply turn them away. A supposedly racist conspiracy theory that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan is now also open for discussion. It even looks like the most credible explanation of the origins of the virus. Imagine your horror as you learn that the reason thousands of people died in the first wave of the pandemic was that elderly patients with COVID were allowed and sometimes compelled to be released back into nursing homes. In fact, it was a personal decision by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, brother of CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. Governor Cuomo's publisher later suspends promotion of a book he wrote in the meantime. It's about his leadership during the pandemic. Meanwhile, Texas and Florida, which largely remained open and avoided draconian lockdowns, seem to have made it out okay. Kids have been going to school. Businesses have stayed open. You look at COVID death rates by state, and neither Florida or Texas cracks the top half. It is at this point that vaccines become the main focus of government policy and media commentary. The same people who told you Brexit would never happen, that Trump would never win, that when he did win, it was because of Russian collusion, but also because of racism, that you must follow lockdowns while they don't, that masks don't work, that masks do work, that social justice protests during pandemic lockdowns are a form of health intervention, that ransacking African-American communities in the name of fighting racism is a mostly peaceful form of protest, that poor and undeserved children locked out of shuttered schools are still learning, that Jesse Smollett was a victim of a hate crime, that men are toxic, that there is an infinite number of genders that COVID couldn't have come from a lab until maybe it did, that closing borders is racist until maybe it isn't, that you shouldn't take Trump's vaccine, that you must take the vaccine developed during the Trump administration, that Andrew Cuomo is a great leader, that Andrew Cuomo is a granny killer, that the number of COVID deaths is one thing and then another, are the same people telling you now that the vaccine is safe, that you must take it, and that if you don't, you will be a second-class citizen. Understand vaccine hesitancy now, Okay, so I think that was a pretty good article, and this was written in August, and I think it capsulized everything that has been going on almost the last two years, except now we do know for a fact, because this was written in August, uh, that the Russian thing literally was a hoax. Like, it's literally been proven, and it had this article obviously being written in August, and I have time to update that. Obviously, Afghanistan happened after this was written. The wonderful job reports have come out and just declined, declined, declined. The quote-unquote injection mandates have come out. The deterioration uh, at the border. The, yes, deterioration of the border um, i mean i mean get the vaccine or everyone's gonna die but allow tens of thousands of unvaccinated people into the country on a daily basis i mean, I mean that makes sense to me I read a quote that I agree with yesterday, and you guys are going to have a hard time swallowing this, but Joe Biden can make America great again. 
If he steps down from office and takes all his cronies with him. Let's go, Brandon. Even this deception in the media with this Brandon guy who won the NASCAR thing, the crowd is clearly chanting F Joe Biden, but the reporter's like, oh, they're saying let's go, Brandon. I mean, the the just the, the duplicity in the deception is just earth-shattering, and I don't even know at this point, you know, you can call people respectfully lazy or people just putting their head in the sand or people are being confronted with things, or maybe I, I would believe to a larger extent that people don't have have the capacity to have a memory. Can I give my humble opinion? Sure. I don't think anymore it is what is being said. I think it's who's saying it. The second that the person that is saying something is the one that is accepted by the hearer, it doesn't matter what they say, they're going to accept what is being said. And they will reject what is being said by the person that they don't accept. And that's pretty much exactly where we are in society. They may accept what you have to say not knowing you until they find out that if you voted, you voted with an R next to your name, then they're going to reject any word out of your mouth, no matter if they saw it with their own eyes, no matter if they heard it with their own ears. And so the question really is, how do you deal with people in this society when this this is really where we are, that they're not going to accept one word that is said that is true, let alone a thousand words that are said that is true, if the wrong person is saying it. And they are not rejecting truth. They're rejecting the deliverer. There is no more non-partial deliverer of messages. Like, people can hate my guts, and they do, and it doesn't bother me a bit. Like, I could care less because they don't shape the way I feel about myself or the way I look at myself or who I am. So I speak the truth. And when I speak it, I think we're to the point now that if it is accepted and received by somebody, I'm almost astonished that it was received. That's where we are. So how do you deal with that? What's the strategy going forward, knowing that that is where society as a whole has turned? Well, there, there is no strategy, and society is not in control of anything. We are so not a democratic republic anymore. The Constitution means nothing anymore. It's just a matter of time before it's completely eroded. But um, we are 100% controlled by our government, and our government's 100% controlled by big business. Period. End of story. I mean, there is nothing you can say to change my mind from that. Zero 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 things you can say to change my mind uh, there is too much factual data that shows it directly so it doesn't matter what's being said uh, it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you do okay it doesn't matter you have zero control of anything outside of your immediate surroundings that's how i feel right now yeah it's uh you know, i didn't want to go that morbid because yeah, the, the kids not morbid it's as they the say truth. the dude is telling the truth and so i didn't go there and since jason has been through 95 episodes so i'm gonna let the experienced dudes lay it out there for you but I he mean, is speaking how he feels that is a truth Right. That's his truth from his experiences. Right. And so I would say that how Jason feels and what I described when I asked the question is how most sincere, God fearing, ethical, moral, law abiding citizens feel. It truly is, Bill. I mean, I don't disagree. For me, there's levels to this. You know, when you talk about the border being collapsed, that goes back to the whole Cloward and Piven strategy that we've talked about before. Obviously, everything we see going on now in regards to do this, but don't do that. Masks work, but they don't work. Trump made this vaccine, so it's evil, but you got to go and take like this is all going back to Saul Linsky rules for radicals. You know, there's a huge normalcy bias. I mean, I'm just talking about episodes that we've had in the past, laying out the specificity of the 
the intricacy of the plan of the brainwashing of the cult-like behavior that we see being demonstrated. The problem that we're having now, I believe, in society is that, you know, Jason, you're right. Big pharma, big government, you know, are now primarily in charge of the media and people are too engaged in these little things that we carry around in our pockets. You know, I have conversations with people all the time. Well, did you see this show or did you see this show? I'm like, no, did you read this book? Did you watch this documentary about this or this? And by the way, a plug, there's a new documentary I'll call COVID Land. You can watch it for free on Band Out Video. It's excellent. I watched it the other night kind of lays all this stuff out but nonetheless we're on this downward path like i don't believe you know we're, we are going to get some scriptures hopefully this is going to illuminate things but i don't believe outside of a mass awakening of a mass unification of a mass voice being raised together simply saying no I believe that history is going to certainly repeat itself globally, but in America, these might be futile attempts to wake people up. But I believe that it's important to confront these things. And I believe that you can acquiesce, you know, like the last episode, you know, it's called Silence Isn't Golden, It's Yellow. Our silence is our capitulation. And people can capitulate with this, but I just feel this deep resonating yell in my spirit with everything in, in me no matter what it may cost me, to not go along with this. That is the part I want to be able to speak to people at that guttural, that primal, that visceral level, that part of you that communes with the Almighty, that what is going on isn't a Republican-Democrat thing. It's not a progressive alt-right thing. This is nothing but the spirit of the Antichrist ushering into, and we're already in this place where Christ himself refers to it as the time of labor pains. The whole thing with these mandates is that this is the precursor to the mark of the beast system. We, and we already see this here, and, and I just read an article the other day. New York City, you can't go grocery shopping unless you have a vaccine passport. Well, now they're gonna, they are going to microchip people, and that directly is tied to that Revelation 13 system so and even christians argue with that but that's fine i you know how do we wake people up i don't know i just think it's doing stuff that we're doing now and, and being consistent but when people start being disappeared when it goes back to like the the russian gulag style the ss style you know poultry bureau kind of a thing i think people are going to start waking up well i think there are people awake it's just a very small minority of them and i think that's how it's going to be i mean if you look at how this country was born it was that same way it was a very small group of people three percent right? we're, we're obviously more spread out than we were then because we're a much larger country than we were when you know we we broke away from uh we weren't a country i know but we have many more people and much more land than we had when we broke away from the british rule but um it's small pockets that are going to created and i think when you see you know my guess is yeah three percent fought the the british but i'll bet you it was a much smaller percentage that started it i bet you it was more like one percent that started it and then you had that other two percent jumped on and said okay if we're going we're going i'm good they weren't necessarily the, the leaders in it but they were willing to jump on the uh the bandwagon and, and and fight for it and i think that's where we're at i think we've got a small group of people that are like you know what this isn't right Thing, things aren't right. This is really messed up. And I think when something does happen, uh, you'll see a few more, not a lot more, but you'll see a few more people step up. The reality is you're going to have the majority of people not do anything. 
and that's how it was back in the revolution as well. Um, it was also that way in the Bible, by the way. And it's, and that's how it normally is. Like yeah. I, I talk about this with uh, business and your customer base, right? 75% of any company's customer base is neither upset nor happy. Like if you say, how was your experience with whatever, with what you bought or what your service was, they'll say, yeah, it was good. I may or may not use them again. I, you know, I wanted this done and I, or I wanted this product and I got it and I'm cool with it, right? Then you have a small percentage that absolutely hate that company. And then you have a small percentage that absolutely love that company. That's just how it is. The majority is always somewhere in the middle that you're not going to sway one way or the other, or it's very hard to sway one way or the other. They're not worried about anything outside of their little circle. And uh, I'm not upset about that. That's just how it is is what it is. It's easier to go with the the status quo. But, you know, what they've learned and what that article was about and what they're doing here in this country is they're allowing them to go along with status quo, but telling them exactly what to do. And and it's just easier for them to say, well, let's do this or let's do that. And I agree. They they don't string the things together to look and say, you know, I I just had this conversation with a very, very, very good friend of mine uh, whose wife is um, very high up uh, in a hospital system in another state in this country. And uh, she was on the front lines. She had a different position when COVID started and she was on the front lines and had to organize the whole approach on how their hospital system was going to handle COVID from the testing to the admitting to everything. And um, obviously they're believers in the vaccine and then that sort of thing. And that's fine. We, him and I had a really good conversation this past week because even though he's a believer in the, in the vaccines and, and he made it clear to me that he has no problem getting his children vaccinated when they're able to as well. He also made it very clear that it's everyone's decision on what they want to do. He has no skin in the game to try to push people to believe what he believes, but he gave me his reasoning for it. And they know a lot of doctors and they have relationships with people that they trust locally there. And um, those are the folks telling them that, you know, it's safe and and it's smart and all that sort of stuff. And, and they believe that. And he's telling me that stuff. And he goes, and just use it as a piece of your data. Uh, but the thing is this, that's him looking inside his little world. I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that the vaccine is not safe. I don't know. We can look at data going both ways. I don't know. What I do know is this. That article that we just read to you folks. That's what I do know. I do know that we've been lied to and 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 lied to. And not just lied to, but we've been uh, misguided, misdirected. Manipulated. Manipulated, whatever you want to say, right? All sorts of, like, you can't believe what you hear. It's very clear. We, we just read a bunch of stuff where they flip-flop back and forth 150,000 times in the last two years. So not only is that make it hard for me to swallow, but then a fact that a vaccine, that's really not a vaccine, by the way, take it and you can still get sick. You know, you, you get the vaccinated for chicken. And that's what people say. Well, you get vaccinated when you're a kid. Well, when, when I vaccinated my kids for measles and chicken pox and mumps or whatever the hell else they get vaccinated for, they will never get that. That's a vaccine. They're never going to get that. Right. I had vaccines when I was a kid for whatever measles and smallpox or whatever the hell it was. Right. There was zero percent chance, really. I'm sure there was some small, tiny thing that I was ever going to get it. That's a vaccination. Okay. The flu shot is not a vaccination, but also it was created overnight. When I say overnight, I get it a year, whatever. And then they, and they're sitting there and telling you that it's completely safe folks. There are medicines all the time that they yank off the shelf after years of trials that they then gave them permission to sell them that kill people, okay? It happens all the time. There are foods that that happens with, but you're sitting here telling me without a doubt that this thing is safe? Uh, I mean, how how is it possible for me to believe? So now, 
the only thing I can do as a, I try not to be a follower. I try to think for myself. I, I do. I'm not, I'm not saying that I haven't followed before, but I'm trying to make a good decision. How do I go about making that good decision is what is the risk if I don't get vaccinated? What is the risk if I do? If I don't get vaccinated, there's a good chance I could get COVID. I did. I got it. Okay. I got COVID and I went through it and I stayed at home for however many days and I was sick. No doubt about it. It was uncomfortable. I didn't like any of it. Okay. That was the risk I took by not getting vaccinated. The risk of getting vaccinated, if I would have got vaccinated is, I don't know. The same exact thing. Well, maybe the same thing, maybe worse, but is there a chance that it's completely safe and help people? I, I suppose there's that chance. Yeah. And it very well may, but we don't know what the side effects are. How can I make that decision? And then they say about like, you should get your kids vaccinated. I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm halfway through my life or, or more, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid forties. I very highly doubt I'm living into my eighties. So I'm pretty sure I'm on the back half. My kids, I'm, I'm not putting something in my kids that they find out 10 years down the road. My daughter can't have babies or something like why the hell would i do that when there's she has literally we were talking about this last night we had huge lightning storms here and i said you realize you have a better chance of being struck and killed by lightning than dying of covid right it's well true because they, they tell me how uh impossible it is to get struck by lightning i go no no you you realize you actually have a better chance of being struck and killed by a lightning bolt right. that's coming out of the sky right now than you do of covid but yet i'm being told that i must to protect everyone i must put something inside of my child that they have don't and don't tell me you know what it's gonna do how how it, it's been a year and a half how is it possible that you know what the side effects are from the COVID vaccine? What the long-term ramifications are? You don't. Well, we do know some things. One, once you get it, you do have natural antibodies, which even according to the Project Veritas leaked Pfizer heads that have come out this just week, they've said that natural immunity is infinitely better than these injections. We do know that it sterilizes women. We do know that it causes massive heart issues, especially with young men. We do know certain things. We know this isn't a quote unquote in a vaccine. This is a mRNA messenger RNA gene therapy that Dr. Robert Malone, the gentleman who invented it, said this should never be used on humans. There is documented proof from doctors, Dr. Zebzalika, Dr. Tempenny, Dr. Woodar, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Francis Boyle. There are leaders in the field of virology and epidemiology that have very clearly stated Stated and then very clearly blocked against these things. So right. if people want to do well, it, well, then do it, saying. but that's fine. But you the, can the larger find data going both ways. But the larger point for me, and like with, with your friend, okay, hey, it's your choice, right? It, and but, that's what he says, and that's why I love him, and that's why he's in my circle, and that's why he's my friend. Because he's not saying, dude, what are you thinking? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Why are you putting your family at risk? Why are you putting, you know, he says, I wish you would do it. But, you know, that's my opinion. You've got to feel comfortable with what it is that you do. And that's what's wrong with society today. We've gotten, we're like, that's not it anymore. Now it's, you have to do this. You have to do this because you're responsible. Let me tell you who I'm responsible for. I've got five children and a wife. That's who I'm responsible for. That's the commitment that I made when I had children and I got married. That's who I'm responsible for. That's number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one in my life. Then it goes down from there with my other family and my other friends. But that's it. That's where I make my decisions. I'm not making decisions about someone else's family. They figure that out. I'm not making decisions about someone else's life. They ask me for an opinion, like I ask my friend for an opinion. If I'm having a conversation with you, I'll give you my opinion. That's all I'm going to do, okay? The I have a responsibility to those six people plus myself, period, end of story. All the decisions I'm making in life, that's 
what those decisions are made on. Yes, I care about other people, don't get me wrong. That's secondary from there. And I'm sick of people pointing at other people, telling them what they have to do. That is not America. That is not American. If you are afraid, drive out to the country, buy yourself 50 acres, plant a little uh, tent in the middle, and live there so no one can be around you. Go bubble yourself. If you want to do that, you can. If you don't, shut the hell up and go about your life. And I, I hear what you're saying, actually, 50 acres in the middle of nowhere sounds really nice. But it's the larger ramifications, right? To me, this goes back to the Revelation 13 Mark of the Beast system, where if you don't pledge allegiance to the Antichrist, which is what we are seeing, this isn't hyperbole, I'm not saying this with any hubris, that we are being preconditioned, we are being programmed to accept this type of reality in our lives that's been long foretold. The man of lawlessness, the scripture refers to if you don't capitulate with that life for you changes and we can see this going back to nazi germany like the jews were put into these concentration camps you know they're endearment camps all over america my larger point being is that we are being funneled into this time in history and i've almost every episode i talk about the whole revelation 13 if you do not accept the mark of the beast which is a, a mark on your forehand or your head which is what they're talking about with shipping people with these passports and then you got to get continued boost upon booster upon booster upon booster if you don't continually pledge your allegiance you are always in a state of being in or being out so if like i don't want to take the 18th booster this year your allegiance is being questioned let me get into the scriptures like i promised this is a um, first corinthians 14 33 from the new king james bible it says for god is not the author of confusion but of peace so just even as you were saying jason there's so much confusion obviously we know that's not a derivative that's not anything that we receive from the almighty god's given us a spirit of power love and a sound mind right um matthew 24 24 says for false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead it if possible to mislead the elect and you know think about it they come up with this miracle drug this miracle cure for this whatever but in my opinion and my research it's a nightmare it's a deceiving ruse. First Timothy 4, 1, but the Spirit explicitly says that in the later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Second Timothy 4, 3, and 4, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires and will turn away away their ears from the truth and will be turned aside to myths. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, let no one in that way deceive you for it will come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction or the, the man of perdition, some scriptures say. So my whole thing is people do what they want, but the reality of it is, is this is the spiritual reality is the supernatural reality is now becoming manifest into the natural. And this is something that you have to be aware of now you can think i'm a religious zealot you can think whatever i like carl was saying earlier i don't care the reality the truth put aside what you think about whatever political things and I, once again i think this is a good article because i think it capsulizes things within the last year and a half that you can take a look at a larger picture and look at the path that we've been led down but ultimately for me it, it ends in the destruction of the american culture american society and the ushering in of that antichrist system 
that we are now seeing globally. And you need to look no further than Australia, where people can't even leave their houses unless they have the go-ahead from their apps. And I'm telling you, the installation of these microchips, you know, I heard somebody say, oh, you know, we need to get these um, digital lockers. And, you know, you can put your social security, you know, who wants to keep track of a birth certificate? Who wants to keep track of a social security card? You know, you need all that stuff digitally and they can implant it in you and you always have that. Folks, it's a data mining thing. They're tracking people. And people may say, oh, I don't have anything to hide. Well, if you're being intimate with your wife, you don't want the world to see that. doesn't matter. The Jews had nothing to hide either. Well, that's exactly my point, Jason. Well, I just uh, think as far as what Jason said, as far as what you've just said, we're to the point now where I'm okay if nobody ever, as long as I live, accepts or believes what I have to say. I'm okay with that because I realize... I have a divine purpose in life. And I think many of the founders of this country, before it was actually implemented, while they were planning it, they literally felt a divine compelling on their life at that time to do what they were doing. And then we have this great country, right? So that was the whole reason going back, however long it's been now, 20 minutes or whatever. I asked that question about people rejecting what you have to say based on who you are. It isn't what you're saying that they're rejecting. It's the fact that you're the wrong person to say it, okay? You can tell them the truth and they're not even going to hear it if they find out that you're a Republican or a Democrat or if you're white or if you're black or if you don't call yourself a man or a woman or you're not many script binary, whatever. But I think when you accept the fact that what you do in your spare time, like outside of work, what you have to do to make a living, if you embrace the fact that you do have a divine purpose on your life, it's embedded in you by God Almighty, and you follow his leading, he will handle the results. And that's where I am. Like, it isn't my responsibility to convince somebody. It's not even my ability to convince somebody. I don't have that ability. I can speak truth and it's not going to sway someone either way. I don't have that ability to persuade, but I do have the ability to find my divine purpose and stay true to that day in and day out. And then whoever is involved in my life, hearing what I have to say around my influence, what little it may be, it's really their responsibility to either embrace what I say or spit it out. And if they spit it out, oh, well, and if they embrace it, Oh, well, to God be the glory, because I didn't have the power to convince somebody with my words. I'm not eloquent enough. You didn't come with wise and persuasive words, but demonstration oh, of the spirit's power. That. To, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's just my heart right now sure. going forward. Well, I would even say you, there is a responsibility to speak the truth, but the, the results aren't on you. You know, when you speak or have spoken in the past, you just given what you've been given to give. And whatever results, good, bad, or indifferent, that's not on you. Yeah, because it's not it's not my responsibility, right? I'm supposed nor could, to be... Nor, and if you manipulate outcomes, or if you manipulate or emotionally trigger or whatever, that's not authentic response anyway. Right. It's anointing reversed and used for evil. 
Yeah. Uh, anointing is just, you know, unexplainable success that cannot be explained spiritually. It's undeniable, but it's unexplainable. That's anointing. Manipulation, that Bible says, is is as the form of witchcraft. Well, witchcraft being, and it actually talks about a voodoo doll that is being manipulated by an evil witch doctor. Manipulation is what's happening to society through evil people right now. I agree. And that you can even go back that to the, the pharmacia, you know, exactly. big pharma. So this is all intertwined. And, and I think, you know, what Carl said, believe it or not, but I, I just wanted this episode to give people a snapshot from point A to point whatever we are at now, that there's a reason for people to be a hesitant. There's a reason for people to not necessarily be called a conspiracy theorist, but to at least be a free thinker, which to me, a lot of these mandates and a lot of these things that are being put in place, whether it be by the government, the armed forces, a lot of medical facilities, whatever, I believe there's a, a calling of free thinkers of people who are objective and who want the truth. And I think that, to quote Orwell, to tell the truth in a time of universal deceit is a revolutionary act. And I believe that's where we're at so gentlemen final thoughts I, I gave everything that i wanted to say you did a heck of a job with that too i concur okay all right well want to thank everybody for listening make sure you share uh if you like this please share uh while we still are here while we still can do this however long we'll be able to do this so we're everywhere you can listen to podcasts spotify apple google play breaker uh we're on rumble doing good on rumble we're on youtube for the moment flawed inc we're on the project mockingbird social media facebook instagram twitter parlor gab MeWe. Uh, get a copy of my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. Link is below, or I'll write in it with my serial killer handwriting, like Carl's. Uh, but that being said, we're out. <laughs>